the Lifted Life Podcast. We created this show to help you live a lifted life. Welcome to episode 147. Try, try again. And try again. And again. This episode is a bit about perseverance um, because this topic came up personally for us this week. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. That is the number one basis for show topics mm-hmm. um, is we try to pick the theme, the, the lesson or the opportunity or the stumbling block that we experience throughout the week and make a fool of ourselves. Show it off. Well, share. To be honest, I, I think that's the best advice I got from someone who I don't know gave it to me, <laughs> but they were questioned about how do you come up with good content? Like, where does your content come from? Mm-hmm. And the answer they gave was, I just talk about what happened in my life that week. Mm -hmm. Because there's no one more qualified to talk about it than me. Mm -hmm. It it happened. I experienced it. And usually, um, that's the best advice is advice people give that they actually experienced. I could talk about being a mother, but I'm not a mom. (laughs) So I have, I mean, I know what moms kind of do, but Mm -hmm. I'm not a qualified person to talk about that because I've never done that. Right. Yeah. Yes, and we were talking about that, how, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. That's not probably where you're going to go with that. <laughs> no, you really threw me off thinking about <laughs> He's going to say something really bad. You being a mother. Oh, mother. <laughs> okay, so we were talking about the growth that we wanted, the direction mm-hmm. we wanted, and I stopped you and said, I feel like you are basing our future results entirely on past outcomes and something i learned from coaching school is that truly successful people do not do that they were able to in the moment recognize that a breakthrough is one shift in perspective away an important note to that was when you said that it was like the biggest spiritual slap in the face to me because i knew that that was wrong i knew what you said was true but what i was doing was wrong gotcha and it was like a big wake up like oh, crap, I'm doing that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that feeling of like, okay, walking the line of, am I being delusional mm-hmm. for trusting that something's going to change and happen differently? Or am I trusting the process? Am I leaning into my own innate wisdom that if I keep trying different things and I think that's the difference is that if you keep doing the same things and expecting a different result then that's your problem mm-hmm. but if you have a willingness to grow to change to learn and bring it to the table then there's going to be different changes different expansions that are going to happen um, so for me it's about trusting my ability to learn and respond versus a past outcome, trusting that as some sort of indicator. It is not the indicator. I know that I am the indicator in this present moment. I will try and try again. And one of the examples I used with you was that with Lifted and our growth that we've experienced, it's been a weird kind of couple of years. 2020 Mm -hmm. was very unique for us. 2021 has continued to be unique, has brought some challenges that we didn't see coming. Um, and you know, there's been some frustration of like, we should be doubling, tripling, quadrupling our Mm -hmm. growth because we have these amazing products that Mm -hmm. customers tell us all the time. You've changed my life. You've, 
you've helped me so much. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we just can't get any traction with our Facebook ads or our Facebook ad account gets turned off or our entire listing got turned off based on mental health claims, not knowing that suddenly Amazon didn't want us using the words emotional health, things like that have happened. Just a little backstory about, because overall Lifted is doing well, Mm -hmm. but there's been these stumbling blocks that have kind of made us reevaluate what are we doing? And this is my summary, not necessarily Mm -hmm. the truth, but I felt like you were getting down about it. Like we're just kind of, kind of trucking along just beyond plateau, just growing slowly. And why is it not going faster? A resistance. Also, I think a thing that you often say is what got us here won't get us there. Mm -hmm. And I was stuck in the, well, we got this, so this, we got so far doing this why can't we keep going? And it's like, well, that won't get you there. Mm -hmm. That got us here, but it won't get us there. Right. And I liked to bring up too, that somehow for 10 years of entrepreneurial Mm -hmm. failure or missed attempts, I was able to stay positive when there was nothing to uh, point to and say, look, I have created this, Mm -hmm. but I did feel like I was developing experiences and skills. I could feel that I was learning. I, was not going to keep making that same mistake that I made in those other businesses. And so I was saying to you, like, how dare you get down with growth Mm -hmm. when, you know, I had to (laughs) hold firm on, we got to keep trying some sort of business. I know that your job is a really great way to run things now, but if we ever want to get ahead of the clock, Mm -hmm. we have to build a business that works for us. Mm -hmm. I read about it in Rich Dad, Poor Dad. (laughs) I knew it for sure. And so I just kind of had that moment of, nah, we're going to try and we're going to try again. We'll try new things. And as long as we are expanding, willing to learn, growing, willing to try something different, our past outcome will not dictate our future reality. It simply won't. Mm-hmm. And trusting our own abilities and our ability to pivot and change things up is why I am able to say that. Trusting in that versus the past outcome that maybe isn't what I've wanted. So do you think that is a skill or do you think you've always been able to do that? I do think it is a, like a muscle that you practice. And that some people are born naturally better at it than others. But it's a skill anyone can obtain. Yes. But I think you have to practice. Mm -hmm. If you practice, whatever you practice, you get good at. And so if you recognize that this persistence, this determination, growth mindset, whatever you want to call it, is serving you well, but you don't practice it, you just lean on the fact that you were somewhat born with it, I don't think that's enough. Because I have resistance around the delusion piece. Like sometimes when I think about a big idea that I want to obtain or do, it's like what part is, well, it's always delusional. Actually, (laughs) your whole life is a delusion of what you think it is. Hmm. You know, it is what you think it is. Mm -hmm. So that really technically is a delusion. But um, sometimes I get stuck with that. Like you're just looking through rose colored glasses, you know, you're, you're making it that which then as I say that, that's what we're doing anyway. We're all telling stories. But somehow you seem better at that to be able to go ahead and run with that, knowing that you're after the feeling, not the end goal. 
Right. I think it is the powerful use of the imagination Mm -hmm. and someone who has a propensity towards worrisome thoughts can sometimes, it can be a, a a detriment. Mm -hmm. And then it can also be a superpower if you are able to hone it and practice it. I think some of the most creative people, as in people who are expressing their creativity regularly, I don't think that I've talked about this before, but someone's just more creative than someone else, but instead their creative output is more intensified or more regular. I think that uh, those people are also battling their own um, imagination issues of what could go wrong, what could go right. It's about practicing and building up that muscle. Did I ever tell you I had an imaginary friend when I was a child? No. I did. Maybe you did, because our was son it, had one. Yeah, it was a turtle. I don't remember his name, but he's my friend. I think there's some science that says you are exceptional because of that. <laughs> no, really. I think no. there's something about people who have imaginary friends. You're talking about imagination that made me think of that. And then I remembered mm-hmm. our son also had... Jibbit. Jibbit and Wallace were his friend, imaginary friends. Jibbit was a dog. Uh-huh. Was Wallace a... was his mom, but it wasn't a dog. It was something else. <laughs> One time he threw Chibbit out the window and we had to get him back. Yeah, that happened once. Oh, my, my bad. <laughs> anyway. Um, I think he threw Chibbit out. I don't think we would do that. That's cruel. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, thinking about, you're talking about imagination and thinking about it as a child. I think I was very imaginative. I had a good imagination and I could always draw well. And some At some point I gave up on that imagination. And I was thinking, oh, I want that back. Yeah. I think that's a good superpower to have. It is. And I think that it ties in with the storytelling. It ties Mm -hmm. in with persistence because if you are going to embrace a goal, you want to get fit or you want to start a business or you want to write a book, you will inevitably face challenges. You will face obstacles and you will need to rely on your ability to tell stories about them. You can tell the story that that shouldn't have happened and this is too hard and why bother? Or you can tell the story that this was inevitable and that you are a problem-solving machine and that you have a solution for every problem and that actually it's not a problem, it's a project, it's all in how you look at it. I really do think that those tie in together really well as someone who is successful by their own account, whatever that is, they set a goal and they went for it. Doesn't have to be society's traditional idea of success, Mm -hmm. but someone who has something they want to create and then they create it and they are there for a success. I think they have this ability to manage their mind around the effort at hand on trying and trying again. What they make it mean will determine whether or not they create their goal or start a new one. And I just want to say that we had a busy weekend. We had two doubleheaders, mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday, four games in the blazing Kansas City heat. And afterwards, I just felt wiped out. And there was a story in my mind like, hmm, I don't think I can do anything anymore (laughs) (laughs) i am wiped out i don't i know i had all those big goals just um a few days ago excuse me but i think i'm tired now and i'm not going to do them anymore 
I have enough self-awareness that I can entertain that. Okay, you can just be done with everything, sweetie. Just be really nice to yourself. Like, you're right. You don't have to do a thing. Knowing that that's a story too. Mm -hmm. That I can believe it for a moment just to take a break. And knowing that when the energy comes back, when I'm rested and recuperated from the heat and the running around and the intense emotional drama of watching your child play on a new team, that all of that was a silly story anyway. So I think Mm -hmm. some of it is not taking yourself so seriously when you do have a thought, allowing it to just be what it is in that moment, knowing that it's not permanent. I hear what you're saying. And I also think what, what brought the thought on is like, is also a story. Like the thought you had the story, but also like, for example, I slept in too late today. I should have got up. I should have got my day started earlier. That's also a story that you've told in the past. Right. So Every like story a is a story. story, a past story. On it. Yeah. I think, but having yeah. that awareness can really help you to try mm-hmm. and try again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It yeah. can help you to, to be, to create more of what you want because inevitably there will be a story that gets in your way temporarily. And then there will be another story. And we just keep telling stories and not to take every single one and marry it. We don't have to marry every story yeah. and, and make yeah. it our own. Well, and also I mean, the, the cliche of whoever said it <laughs> about like... This is deep. Some, <laughs> something they figured. I think it was Edison and the light bulb, I think, that when he figured it out, he's like, I also f- figured out 999 ways it didn't work. Right. Um, there was a point to that story. I think the point was that, yeah, he tried a bunch of things that didn't work, but he kept trying. Mm-hmm. But also, he probably wasn't ready for the answer. Like if you would have told him after the first failure, here's the the true answer, mm-hmm. he probably wasn't ready to receive that and probably couldn't have actually made the light bulb. He needed all those failures to build up, to let, to guide him towards the actual answer. And I think we've seen it in our business like or in our life. like It's so cliche. I hate saying it, but it's about the journey. And when you look back, the journey is what you're really after, not the destination. Mm-hmm. But also you, you wouldn't be able to do the destination. So like someone climbing Everest, you could fly up, put them on the top. Yeah, they got to the top, but they couldn't actually climb it. They had to work their way to be able to build the, the endurance and the strength to be able to climb it. One reminder as mm-hmm. far as to solidify what you said about the cliche statement of the journey being the essence of it. Mm-hmm. To solidify that idea, I like to remind everyone and myself that if we were to come here on planet Earth and we manifested every single thing we wanted and kept away every single thing we did not want, mm-hmm. it would be very boring. Mm-hmm. Not in the first 60 seconds. That would rock. <laughs> not in the next you know, Mm. couple of days, it would truly get boring Mm -hmm. to have every single thing you want in every single moment. It is the contrast, the wanting, the learning, the expanding, the becoming on your way to creating something that makes it so fun. That is the human experience. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a hard time wrapping your mind around, it's the journey, not the destination. Think about that for a minute, that if you didn't have a journey and it was just destination after destination, that you wouldn't even be able to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really powerful reminder as far as the journey statement goes. Yeah. I've heard that explained very well about, I guess it depends what you believe, like how you got here, why you came here. 
but a lot a lot of times the question is why did we choose to be human like this sucks sometimes Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) but and other times it's really magnificent yeah but but why would you choose to do those swings Mm -hmm. and i think you laid it out perfectly it's that contrast if you're this infinite omniscient being that's boring Mm -hmm. it might be fun for a while but then it's like i need some action i need some contrast another conversation we had this week i kind Mm -hmm. of feel like loops in well is the idea of a growth mindset and how things that you want to happen will sometimes happen Mm -hmm. you create it it falls into your lap however it is and i was telling you that when that happens i'm practicing getting really good at receiving it Mm -hmm. appreciating it relishing in it um expressing gratitude for it all of those things like letting it all the way in this happened i wanted it to happen i'm so happy and really allowing it and enjoying it and then on the other side of that is when something happens that i do not prefer and i am relentlessly committed to when that happens i am open to the lesson or the expansion like what Mm -hmm. is this here to teach me what is this what is one way I can shift from this experience? And sometimes it's very subtle. It's just storytelling. Oh, I'm telling that story again that this should be that. I have resistance. I'm not allowing. I need to surrender more. Sometimes it's very mm-hmm. subtle. I don't dig and dig and dig for a lesson. Sometimes I do, but that's to a flaw. Don't do that. <laughs> so when you have that kind of perspective that everything's happening for me, either in form of a blessing or a lesson, then I can relax with the flow of life. And sometimes I practice thinking that. Um, And I think I shared that recently on an episode, but I just love it so much. The three perspectives of life. Uh, I learned about it from the Energy Codes book that I've been listening to on audio and reading alongside of it because it was so good. I bought two copies. You listen to it and read at the same time? No, there's diagrams in the book. Gotcha. I needed to see them. There's a PDF somewhere. I couldn't find it, Tim. Mm, Should ask for help. (laughs) energy codes she said there's three ways of looking at life the very lowest level is that everything is happening to us we are a victim and this is bad yeah none of us are getting out of life and that's bad also Mm -hmm. and good luck say your prayer this is not pretty Mm -hmm. the next is a step up it's kind of the life coach point of view she said like life's tough but you can do it and you can look for a bright side and there's going to be a lot of bad things, but if you just stay determined and stick with it, then you'll find a way, but it'll be hard, but you can do it. We can do hard things. And then the third most elevated version of viewing life is that everything is working out for us and that everything is um, unfolding for us and that we are okay and everything is okay and that we will learn and grow together as we go that was my summary of that so mm-hmm. if you want to hear the exact you may have to read that book but for me that's a really powerful shift i i like to remind myself of that and say which one am i in right now mm-hmm. if i'm miserable or at least scrapping through it's probably one of the two lower levels yeah um when you sh- when you shared that with me uh i felt like the last one is the truth <laughs> or utility for me like that i i believe but then i felt like i'm not 
but I don't always act like that. Don't and live then, it. <laughs> and like you said, you move through those those la- levels or layers throughout life. But mm-hmm. if you or even can, throughout your day, yeah, <laughs> like a moment yeah. by moment basis, mm-hmm. I can recognize it, bring awareness to it, and shift into something more powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I had one more thought I was going to share, and then we'll probably wrap up the show, Tim. Okay. <laughs> okay. You talking about imagination remind me of um, a line from one of Steve Chandler's books that um, children have this innate, very powerful, pulsing imagination and creativity. And somewhere along the line, it just gets diminished or dampened. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a good reminder that the more connected we can stay to that, the the looser and the more enjoyable life feels. And he said um, he was... Yeah, I'm paraphrasing once again, uh, in a group of children and they were doing some project and they all raised their hand or different ones raising their hand saying, I have an idea. I have an idea. And he said, I've worked in corporate doing consulting, you know, for 20 years and never once has an adult raised their mm-hmm. hand and said, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. But you know what I thought when I read that, Tim? You got an idea. I thought I always tell Tim, I got an idea. Yeah. You always have an idea. And I think that staying connected to that imagination means staying awake and open to ideas a simple shift so being a person that's been on the other side being in a in a meeting in a conference room and <laughs> whatever one of the reasons why i would never have an idea is because i don't know if it'll work but that's not the point mm-hmm. but that for whatever reason that was built into me is like mm, you sure it's gonna work and i, I think no that idea. try and try again is uh-huh. like knowing that some things won't work that, of course they I mean, won't I work. see that now, but mm-hmm. I mean, then I, I was like, <clears throat> I was like, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not confident this is going to work, but that's not the point. Right. The point is you find a solution together. You're talking about kids. Um, this was, I think last summer, I remember watching the kids play together and just realizing that they are adjusting the rules in the game to keep everyone involved. Mm-hmm. And that's always just been amazing to me that. I didn't teach them that. We didn't teach them that. They just innately know how to keep people involved to play the game. Right. Because yeah, there's one shared goal to keep the game going. Right. And to have fun. The, yeah. the shared goal is to have fun. Mm-hmm. And they're willing to give and take to have fun. And mm-hmm. I just, I don't think adults do that. As much. They don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the lesson. Try and try again and mm-hmm. be a little bit more of a child again, maybe. Yes. (laughs) All right. We're going to wrap it up. We could go every which way with this topic, Mm -hmm. but hopefully you you found some value. We have done another show on failure and I felt like that was kind of the direction I wanted to take this. And then of course it just kind of stayed uh, focused on the effort or the try side uh, because every subject is two subjects, Tim. With my my random stories, I kind of got you off track. You did a bit, but that's okay. Um, we appreciate you listening. Thanks so much. Uh, check out our products on Amazon, walmart.com and over on our Shopify store. I guess people don't know it's Shopify. Shop.liftsnaturals.com. But Thank you. yes, it's powered by Shopify. <laughs> Take care. We'll see you next week.